from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Eric Tano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I talk about our favorite regional snacks. We do. We do. <laughs> we did our favorite tiny local regional snacks. What is what is your favorite? Like what are some things that are strictly like New Jersey Philly that you can't get anywhere else? Or that have, like, a different name and that holds, like, a special place in your heart. I mean, I'm a big Tasty Cakes guy. Oh like, the Tasty Cakes, classic God. Tasty Cakes is a very, very, I've learned is a very specific Philadelphia area thing, but it's something that is very close to my heart. They are so good. Like, they're, it's something that, like, I understand that they're not the best thing in the world. Like, you know what I mean? They're not, like, life-changing, but they're so good. Um, like, my favorites are the Crimpets. Crimpets are great. Crimpets are great. Do you like jelly or butterscotch more? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a butterscotch guy <sighs> all day, every day. That candy coating, oh my goodness. What, I had what fried is, tasty cakes yesterday. What? Uh, at a carnival. There was a carnival at the Penn's Landing Pier. I need to get the fuck out of this cakes. city. I need to get out of New York. I need and it was the best. <laughs> it was great. It was like a fried Oreo except with tasty cake. Oh, and what like was the, inside? The butterscotch, the butterscotch cre- it was a butterscotch crimpet <gasps> that had been dipped in batter and fried. And served on a stick. Oh, my God. Uh, the butterscotch cream, like, really immediately melted and kind of coated the whole thing as opposed to just kind of the thick layer on top. Kind of spread throughout. Uh, had the powdered sugar on top, which honestly probably didn't need the powdered sugar. But, like, it's always nice to have it there. But, like, it was delicious. It was great. I am fucking shook. Like, that whole thing, my face was just over my mouth, like, in like gasping because I want this so goddamn bad. Good. Yeah, it's definitely not a thing that I will, like, eat often. But, I like, certainly hope not. I'll start digging your grave. But, like, it was definitely, I'm definitely glad that I tried it. Oh, fuck. Um, my favorite regional snack that, like, you can't get anywhere else, besides Boost, the beverage that never goes out of style, um, what's, like, a good regional Sojo treat? Like piccolo's wings are something that I'm very passionate about, but they're they're everywhere. Right. Um hmm. What's a Sojo snack? Like something weird that you can't get anywhere else. Oh, oh, oh. Casey asked me Casey Van Heys asked me to bring up um Ices. Apparently oh, Ices yeah. are regional. I did not know that. Yeah, or slushies, she said. Either way, this is award-winning content, and I'm excited I'm about shocked. it. I'm shocked that, that slushies and Ices, that I, that feel, I, I'm shocked. Slush puppies, is... that's it, slush puppies. What are slush puppies? What? Wait, are you serious? Slush what puppy slush is an Icy. Puppy? It's a brand of, it's a brand of Icy or slushy beverage type thing. It's a slush puppy. It's a brand. They only I come in like Coke, cherry, and blue, and the, there's like a dog wearing a winter getup. I'm as the looking mascot. at Slush Puppy, and I've never seen or had Slush Puppy. <laughs> Are you seeing? Let me Google this. The Slush Puppies. I don't want to download a free guide, and this is not giving me any exit. Oh, there's the X. This this episode is proudly brought to you by Slush Puppy. 
<laughs> I this is I'm learning about this. This shit's for the from first California, time. though. The company, my whole life is a lie. Are they the same people that make Swedish fish? Because the font is it looks Swedish so, fish. It really is. I wonder. Nope. Did they make parrot juice? Whatever the fuck. <laughs> what is parrot? Parrot juice? ice. Parrot ice. It's a fruit smoothies. <laughs> anyway, that's a great intro. <laughs> This is All My Fancy Children. It's a tabletop character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where every week we take a listener prompt and create the greatest story of all time. Um, but sometimes we really talk about regional snacks. That's like kind of on brand thing for us. It is. Drink Boost, by the way. An email. Find the number of the Boost Corporation in South Jersey and Riverside. Call them and tell them that you they need to sponsor our show. Call them and tell them that you bought their product and loved it because you heard it on All My Fantasy Children. Yep. AllMyFantasyChildren.com. Twitter.com slash AMFC underscore podcast. That's right. Tell them that you heard it on the podcast. Yeah. That you tried it. That you loved it. And that you would like to, you would like it to be, you'd like, is it more readily available in your area? Yeah. Because that helps you, because you get more access to Boost. It helps us, because they will see us as a revenue-generating machine. Yeah. And, like, I know we usually rush through our intro, but it's cool that we get to talk about products that don't sponsor us. But seriously, do this, please. If everyone who listens to this episode fucking called or emailed Boost, we'd be in a pretty good place. Is Cherry Boost a thing? Like, is that only available in slushy machines, or can you so. buy Cherry Boost? Mm, all right. I didn't know if I could buy a jug of Cherry Boost. Hold on, I let like me go to takaboost.com, uh, T-A-K-A boost.com. Because I like it specifically when I get, I like it in the slushies, I like the Cherry Boost, but I don't know if they sell that. Yeah, so one, go to T-A-K-A boost.com, and you'll see a throwback classic website from the fucking earliest 2000s. Product information, sugar-free, sugar-free, original. Okay, I can't buy Cherry Boost in it. Well, then we'll get a hold of them. Oh, you can, yeah, you can, yep. Fruit concentrates available in one gallon for use in slush machines. Damn, there's lemonade, Cherry Burst, Berry Burst, Island Mango, and Juicy Watermelon. See, how good does this fucking sound? Welcome back to Talking About Boost. We are seven minutes into this episode. Living, living the dream. Living the dream. Anywho, so we have a prompt this week. We take a listener prompt, and we're going to craft an original character from it. There's not an order link on com <laughs> to just buy the shirt. Like, there's not even a way no, to, No, you like... have to fucking go. My dad got it for me for Christmas. He's like, I had to drive to fucking Riverside, Aaron. Uh, yeah, like, you have to get it. Like, you have to go get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we have a prompt this week, Aaron? <laughs> we do. Oh, uh, God. The prompt this week comes for our Discord uh, prompt submission form and channel. The prompt is from Foxter Foley, and the prompt is Jaft Thundercloud, LARP Rite of Legend. So someone who writes live-action role-playing games. LARPs. Sure, of course. And I want I, I His threw name a- is Jaft, Thund- Jaft Thundercloud? Jaft Thundercloud. Great. So I uh, love it. A note, a note from, from the editor. editor. Aaron, Aaron never, never realized, realized once during this recording that the prompt, prompt was, was Jeff Stormer. My and I had a pitch for Jeff like uh, like what like twenty minutes ago where I was like, I want you to think about. I want to talk about a healer, but I also sure. want to talk about a profession that involves writing LARPs, requires a healer, and needs scenarios written for it. Which Jeff, that is professional fucking wrestling. It is prof- So what? So just to just to kind of set the stage immediately. Okay. We're talking about someone named Jaff Thundercloud. Yes. 
a LARP right, mm-hmm. working in professional wrestling. Are they a wrestler? I don't think Jap is in the kind of shape to do the wrestling, Aaron. I think that Stop. I think, frankly, I think he's a little bit too old to be doing the wrestling stuff, Aaron. I think that he. I think that he's just not quite. I think he's never been that athletic, Aaron. I think that Jap <laughs> Thundercloud has never been that athletic and is not really meant for wrestling, Aaron. I never even put these things together. I never read it that way. Are you implying that somehow you are Jap Thundercloud? I'm I'm feeling a real connection on account of it's my name and the thing and has the hobbies that I have. It is jaffed. Like all of them. It is jaffed. It is not jiffed. <laughs> but okay, so can I throw a pitch to you? Just a quick one. So I want I would my idea is that Jaffed Thundercloud is a referee because something about we I wanna talk to you about what you think healing healers are in fantasy. Um, because in professional wrestling, in our version, like they actually like do moves and like fight, even though it's fake. And then someone mm-hmm. obviously has to heal them. So what if it were the referee healing mid match, and yeah, with like sense. and the words of like, "Hey, break it up," that would be like healing word. You know what I mean? Like that the things. Sense. And every time he like pounds on the mat, he's actually making slight contact with them and like you know healing them up. I don't even know if it needs to be like when he says break it up because there's a whole like there's a whole like nonverbal language to being a professional wrestling referee Fuck that like yes. I feel like is like has that potential to like convey magic like they have like it is part of being a, in a referee in professional wrestling in our world that you have to like know how to convey to someone that you heard what they said or that you've picked up. There's a lot of, like, the timekeeper will signal you that it's been three minutes and you have to signal back by, like, closing your fist and showing them a closed fist. But you can't show the crowd that you're closing your fist because then they'll pick up on it. There's a whole thing. And I feel like there's a whole potential element there. Oh, I'm very – okay. So my first question for you is tabletop land-wise or, like, fantasy, like, role-play. We have to throw that role-playing sprinkle on top of this. What do you want healers to be in fantasy? Are they just people who, like, study magic that focuses on recovery? Or is it something, like, that you're born with that you can, like, further develop? Like, you cannot cast offensive spells. I feel like just a, a trained skill is, is a good way to do it. I feel like okay. a, a good, you know, somebody who knows how to, like, train, how to, like, heal people, whether it be magical or otherwise, probably, like, infuses magic into their art because it makes it more effective to do the thing you know what i mean yeah my question for you is is it like training for that is it similar the the thing that always bothers me about healing in any capacity in any fictional world is you don't have to have like a knowledge of the body you're healing you just throw like a blanket cure spell and it like heals everything like for me i'm like if your wrist is broken i would have to concentrate healing magic to like heal the broken bone not just like cover you in healing goo and like all of a sudden you just feel better would you have to have a knowledge of the body yeah it's definitely tied in with the medical trade because you have to like know how to do these things or else you're gonna make it way worse way fat like way worse way quick Ooh, okay i like this so it's it's a it's a school of magic that like requires a full knowledge of pretty much like you can Anything that's not a plant, basically, you have to know its body. So, like, animals, oh, yeah. monsters, people. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's definitely, like, it's, it's, I see it as very much like, you know, an expansion of the medical profession in terms of, like, you have your mundane healing things. You have your thing, your ways that you heal that people, like, medical treatments, and then you have specific magical things to deal with, to deal with sort of extenuating circumstances, because they can't be, like, easy to perform. No, no. 
And so I think it's it's a it's a mixture of like, well, for this, it's probably just easier to like, you know, put ice on it and and let it sit. But if we're in like extenuating circumstances, then we can do a ritual. But that ritual requires, you know, components and verbal like and verbal things. I like so this. it's like it's 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 very much kind of a it's a it's a thing in a doctor's toolbox more than it's like a dedicated. I'm a magical healer. I love it. And I, I think there is an element, because of the fantasy setting that we have established as, like, optimistic world, there has to be sort of like a Hippocratic Oath type thing, oh, where yeah. it's like, monster, person, or animal, I'll heal you, like, if you're hurt. Like, I don't think they ever do harm with magic. No. There's no, doctors. like, yeah, there's no holy fireball that they're shooting out. It's like, I only, I only heal, I only help. You know, I'll mm-hmm. never, like, punch a fucking... Do no harm, sure. Yeah, I'll never punch a gorgon in the eye, you know. Cool. So, Jaft Thundercloud, what are your initial, do you, I'm sure that you have initial feelings about this, as this is your speciality and something you are deeply passionate about. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this, Aaron. Let's go. Um, Well, yeah, so like I said, there's definitely, I mean, you know, professional wrestling being what it is, right? Yeah. Like, there's definitely this, this idea that the healer has to be there in order to make sure that they're safe, but also make sure that, like, the story is told. If you have the potential to use magic, I feel like it's got to be a little controversial, right? The yeah. The idea that, like, because the idea is that, uh, if we're going with the idea that using magic is a difficult, is, like, a risky, you know, challenging thing, <gasps> using it in a performative yes. context feels like, feels like a bold move. Oh, but also, Jeff, like, what taking off what you said about hiding the open fist, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. when you're doing, because re- I'm learning along with people who don't know much about professional wrestling or being a ref, where, like, as you would say, like, I'm hiding the open fist, like, in the performance aspect of professional wrestling, it's up to the healer in the ring or the ref or whatever we're mm-hmm. calling it to hide the magic. The same way that they're hiding the moves to be non-lethal, Mm-hmm. The healer has to, like, Jaff Thundercloud has to hide magic, or else people will know that they're involved in keeping these people safe. Yeah. I think, is that a fun note, where it's like, yeah. if I keep my hand open, they'll see, like, the healing gust that's, like, swirling in my hand that I'm about to, like, slap on the back of this wrestler. Right, and so it it, it, it would <laughs> shatter the illusion that you're watching a staged performance, which, because we said, like, professional wrestling in fantasy is a real fight happening around like staged circumstances. Yeah. And then afterwards they like heal themselves. They heal each other up and they like, they, they, they look after each other. But we had said like in the moment they're really fighting because they have the ability to do that. And the reason they have the ability to do that is because they have magical healing available to them at the ready. Yes. It's um, the, the idea for me come, all I see is uh, like a LARP with foam swords Mm-hmm. If they used like sparring swords and fucked each other up, yeah. So like, no one's getting killed. Able to like afterwards, they're able to like heal each other up. But in doing so, they're relying on like kind of like complicated procedures and like risky magic to heal each other up. So yeah, basically, like putting using that for performance. There's probably controversy around like. Is it responsible to be doing this for entertainment's sake? Oh, like, absolutely! It's the same. Con- it's the same contrast with professional wrestling, where it's like they get right. fucked up, and like yeah. you are watching people actually in pain who are doing this for the audience's benefit, mm-hmm. and it's something that's like this weirdly beautiful sacrifice for the art thing. Yeah, you know, cool. So Jaft Thundercloud, Larp Wright of Legend. 
So let's roll on Jaff's pronouns right quick. I have these gray dice where one of them is a wolf. And wolf, I think, is one. Yep. So he is... Yep, I got a wolf. That's kind of cool. So he is a LARP right of legend. Yes. So he's a scenario writer for professional wrestling. Is that what that means? Yes, he's creative. He's a booker. He's a... Yeah, you're going to have to teach person. me about these folks who, like, write the narratives. It's it's writing. Like, it's, it's, it's a creative art form kind of like any other. You're just kind of, like, deciding who wins with an eye towards, like, if they win, the next thing that's going to happen is, you know, the next thing that happens is this person comes out to challenge them, and then that advances. So it's a lot of, like, it's, 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 it's LARP design at its core. It's saying, like, well... Assuming that these things all happen, then this is the story we're going to tell, but this unexpected thing happened in the ring, so we have to tell this story as well. Okay, so we know that Jaft Thundercloud is a LARPite of legend. Do we want to figure out who they were to leading up to this? You know, do we want to Tarantino it to see hmm. how Jaft Thundercloud got to be the LARPite? Or just hmm. kind of explore what it is to be a healer in wrestling, talk about their job, talk about their life outside of wrestling. What do you, what do you want to do? I don't know. What are you thinking? Um, I always like knowing just a little bit of how they got here. Because being a healer, be, having this thing, is it something, were they always a healer for professional wrestling? Or was it something where, like, this is what, you know, they fell into their passion, but they were, a like, an adventuring healer or, like, a traveling healer? I I have an initial idea. Okay. You know, here. Just because it's, it can get thrown out of Kent. But my idea for someone, if because we said that if... If you say, I'm not going to do—I'm going to do no harm with my magic, right? Right. It makes me think that this person—to be a healer, it's, like, quite difficult. Like, you could go down the road of learning, like, tremendously powerful, like, you know, offensive spells. But to say no to that makes me think that people looking for you to do destructive things would be disappointed. So it sure, kind of put sense. this idea in my head of, like, you're going to be a great warrior, Jaft Thundercloud, especially the name. Like, you're going to be a great warrior. You're destined for greatness. You're destined to, you know, conquer legions and lead, you know, heroes, blah, 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 blah. And they say, no, I want to heal. I am a, I'm a mender. I'm a healer. I want to cure people. I want to do good in this world. Is that kind of – is that – is that the a direction we want to go for, like, the backstory where it's like, hmm. you know? Or is it just someone who, like, has always been a writer and then, you know, have they dreamed of being a professional wrestling healer? Hmm. You know? Is this a hollowed institution in fantasy? Or is this someone who fell into I mean, it's definitely an institution this? with history, so I feel like it would be a lot, make a lot of sense if somebody, like, went into it wanting to be a part of it. I like that. Okay. The idea that popped into my head is... I was thinking about the idea, like, when you had, when you kind of were talking about the idea that you have to say, like, no, I won't do this, I will only heal. Yeah, because you have to take a Hippocratic oath, essentially. Right. That is magically bound, and, the, and oh. if, you, if you violate it, the order of healers will come for you. Fuck. Sure. Or you lose your power. Mm. I feel like I like it having real, real, like, somebody's gonna come for you circumstances. Oh, that's scary. I like this. So it's like a it's like an org it's like a healing guild. Yeah. It's like a guild artisan type thing. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. And it's you will do you will you 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 have you have pledged your oath to heal people regardless of like you know, with no judgment, you are you are doing your job. If you if you step outside of that, 
if you step outside of caring for people, right? Like if you if you if you violate that for any reason, we will, you know, break your fucking thumbs like a bunch yeah. of guys show up and beat the shit out of you, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I like this a lot. So, Jaff Thundercloud goes through the training. They finish, you yeah. know what I mean? Jaff Thundercloud goes to this order. That's 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 the core of this what I'm getting at. The question that I think will fuel the rest of the episode is why do they take the oath and become a healer? You know? Yeah. And the question that I really want to also explore, because I have a pitch for like, I have a pitch for after that. So let me throw out my pitch for after that. And then we'll kind of get into yeah, the Yeah, of course. Yeah. My pitch for after is, I kind of have an idea of why they become, like what happens to them when they make the decision to become a professional wrestling referee. Okay. And that is that they live their life on the run. And that they are, they are a LARP right of legend because they are one step ahead of this guild because they are using their skills for entertainment and not for like, you know, like for art and not for like charity, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a element of selfishness in that. And so I like the idea that they have like, that they have like stepped outside of this ancient order to like do this thing that is, you know, giving something to the world, but at a great cost to themselves. Okay. So that makes me think that there was time spent being a traveling healer. Sure. In the past, Jaft Thundercloud is someone who came... Give me one sec. So real quick, I'm just going to roll on a little custom table. Six. They're human. Okay, so Jaft Thundercloud is a human healer. And so they... Why does he become a healer? You know, is it something where, like, you know, he saw so much pain or, you know, why was someone become this? You know what I mean? Why did Jaft do this? Jaft clearly has a a mind for the creative. You know, he's Mm -hmm. a LARP right of legend. Or was it someone who brings brings the stories of his adventures to the wrestling ring and it helps him write the narratives? Hmm. You know, is it like that? Why did Jaft become a healer? I can tell you, I think I know why he became a referee. Okay. I don't know why he became a healer, though. Okay. Because I li- here's, the, here's my pitch for the referee. Okay. In fulfilling this oath, right, like, you will heal people, you will, you will, you know, basically kind of like, you've pledged your oath to basically give of yourself for the rest of your days, right? Yeah. This, I think eventually he crosses paths with a professional wrestler after a match. I was, yep. And just, like, becomes friends, like, starts healing them regularly, becomes their friend, becomes more and more involved, and starts, like, pioneering the art form of using ref- of using magic, using healing magic within this sort of performative combat to sort of push the, push the art form in a, in, a, in, a, in a further direction. I, okay, can I give you a big pitch? Yeah. When Jaff Thundercloud was young, they lived in a small town called, uh... Jeez, Maximilian. And in the town, there was, a, there was an illness that was spreading from house to house, from person to person, except Jaft Thundercloud had never got ill. And before Jaft got ill, someone came to town, and a wind just came from their hands, you know, blew from house to house, flow. They were cured. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, wow, I want to be a part of this. You know, Jaft ran up to this person and was like, you know, thank you so much. You saved our town. Became kind of interested in healing, blah, 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 does the training. Not important. What is important is that when they left Maximilian, like you said, they met a wrestler. And tying in the fact that we have an optimistic fantasy world and the real world, 
you know, met a wrestler and was like, you know, the wrestler was all fucked up. And they're like, yeah, you know, I've had this pain in my shoulder for years. But, you know, you got to do it because it's what the people demand, like, you know, a certain standard. And I want to meet it. And it's, it's, it's part of the art form that we keep it real. But, you know, it takes a tear on this old body. You know, there's mm-hmm. only so much we can possibly do. And Jaft is like, oh, well, you know, I can help you out with that. You know, whispers a kind word, says, you know, whispers in his ear, you ever have a delicious pasta that just makes you smile? And the wrestler chuckles, and all of a sudden their their shoulder is healed, and they just feel a little better. And they're like, did you just? And he's like, I did. You know, I'm a, I'm a healer. And I think it's a, this, is it sort of like builds a relationship with a wrestler and sees that there's a group of people who are suffering for a cause and knows mm-hmm. that it's Jaft knows that it's his calling to heal people who are hurt. And so yeah. he sees like, you know, there's a world of people who are doing good for the betterment of the world doing professional wrestling who need healing, who have kind of been thrown to the wayside. Yeah, I love that. Fuck. Good. That's perfect. Okay. I like the idea that, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not driven by, you know, the art or by the money or anything. It's driven by like, look, I, I want to help these people. I want to help because I can see that these people, by making people happy and by telling these stories and by, you know, sharing their experiences and connecting with audiences, they are giving something back to the world. So it's our responsibility as, as people to help make that happen because the world needs art and the world needs joy and stories. So let's help these people tell these stories and that kind of you know connects with that that leads them to training in a way that allows them to do this magic kind of on the fly during a match which leads to their role in the ring which leads to them telling these stories and they become more and more important over time i see jeff thundercloud as a jokester as like a fun person to be around just like very positive i don't think jeff thundercloud has ever told a joke in his life (laughs) are you serious no. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm thinking back to the town of Maximilian, like, you know, uh, the person who was trying to care for an entire town, you know, if they were like 12 and the entire town is basically Charlie and the Chocolate Fact, Charlie's family, you know, like no one can get out of bed scenario. I think that it would take, you know, he would go from place to place and like, cheer them up you know he would visit your house and they'd be like oh hey jaft it's jaft thundercloud and jaft would be like hey everybody so today and he would make up like a little kid story about because they were like what's it like out there how's the weather and jaft would spin like this amazing tale about like i was outside and you would not believe it but a tornado beast swept into town it picked up all this dust and dirt and i blew really hard at it and it blew away you know so he's always been like a bringer of positivity a storyteller and then you know he experienced something supernatural when a healer came to town and i think that's what pushed him to be like i can use my talents like my you know he's a he's just a caretaker to begin with you know he cares Mm -hmm. about people enjoying their life because he's someone who has grown up around a lot of pain you know these these are that's hard times and you know for someone to take that and twist it into something positive is someone who has, one, a great sense of humor, two, a great perspective, and cares a lot about people. So seeing mm-hmm. a entire group of athletes who've kind of been cast aside and people thought, like, well, they don't need a healer. They're just, it's fake. It's professional wrestling. Right. And they're like, well, you know, it's not as fake as you'd think it is. And yeah. so I think that's where he led, where he's like, I can make a huge stadium of people smile, laugh with my narratives, 
and also take care of these people while playing a fun character and having a lot of fun. Question for you, Wrestling Land. What kind of a ref is he? Like, what, what's uh, he like in the ring? He's very, obviously very, you know, he play. I think he plays the character, right? Like, he is... He is, you know, very, very verbal, very authoritative. Like, he's up in people's faces. He's telling a story. He, he, you know, it, it would be easy for him to just kind of stay back. But I think what makes a great referee is they're willing to insert themselves into the narrative. What does he want? What is what is What does he want from his life? Like, what is he after? You know, to just say, like, I want to heal wrestlers isn't enough. No, he wants to make people he wants to make people happy and make the world a better place because he knows that we're only in it for so long. So does he want more does he want more healers to be referees? You know what I mean? Like what what is the actual tangible thing that you can accomplish? Like you know what I mean? Like what is he after? I'm just trying to get my, like more wheels turning about Jaff Thundercloud. Like he wants to make the world a better place. He wants to heal people and like, you know, do good. But what does Jaff Thundercloud like? Does he want? Does he want one of his narratives to be on like the main event? Does he, you know, something just for Jaft? Mm-hmm. I feel like what he wants is like, I mean, this is somebody who has known a lot of loss and pain, right? Mm-hmm. Like has lost a lot. And so I think that gives it kind of a perspective of, you know, knowing that nothing lasts, right? Mm. Like nothing is forever. We only really have so much that we can do or give. Yeah. And this is also somebody that was willing to at one point say, you know, I will for the remainder of my days, like, you know, want not give, want not give only and like partake in this you know very important but extremely draining tradition right yeah absolutely this is somebody that was willing to like basically like almost almost like a military service level of like this is you now like this is your life and commitment yeah absolutely what he wants is just to i think it is just i if i can make the people if i can make some people happy while i'm here like i like i don't that's that's all i can accomplish because like that's kind of what you're trained to is like all you can focus on is how to make things better for the people around you i love this so like that's his ultimate goal that these other people are lifting up and carrying on his legacy afterwards sort of is gravy but it, it's he understands that all of this is very fleeting damn that is you know it's fuck. grains of it's grains of sand of right course. like it's it's you, you can't take it with you, so you may as well just make the people happy while you can. Try to have a little fun, and if other people try to do the same thing and we 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 make things better in the long run, great. But there's only so much that I can do. I love this kind of Patch Adams esque type person, where it's like we know that death is inevitable, but as a healer, I can at least make your time more comfortable on this earth you know what i mean i can at least help Mm -hmm. a little bit because i know eventually it will end but if i can do anything whether it's write this larp that makes you know write this narrative in a wrestling ring that makes thousands of people like you know wish you know they could be in that ring and believe in heroes again and also keeping people like you know i think during the match there is just something in the air that like if you enter this ring and you're in the vicinity of jaffed thundercloud you're caught up and he's like i think he has like stupid catchphrases like in his own head where he's like get caught up in the thundercloud and like this aura of healing is just like around him at all times Mm -hmm. that wind that he experienced as a kid i think he's kind of been chasing that feeling of like if i can just you know walk into a room or a town and make the entire town 
healed and feel better, you know, that is something I've been chasing. So if you walk into that stadium and you're like, have a cough, gone. You know, everything mm-hmm. that he touches kind of comes back a little bit. He is like a healing presence. And he knows that it's not just physical, like, you know, I'd no longer have a cough. It has to be more about, like, inspiring joy in people. And that's where yeah. his fun and his pain mix together to make, like, a really good story writer. Like, before Jeff Thundercloud, you know, the wrestling stories, I think, were very heroic. You know, they were very much like, there's the heel and the bat. But I think what he sets in motion is, like... They're more of like gripping narratives where like, you know, some sometimes it's a little sadder or sometimes it's happier and triumphant, but they're kind of like these plays where people start following this whole narrative of the wrestling ring where it is like, you know, there's stories where it's like so-and-so doesn't like so-and-so and they don't like Vince McMahon, you know, not to yeah, put like, not like water down the stories of wrestling, but like it becomes more of like a long-form Shakespearean drama with Jaft Thundercloud at the helm of his LARPs. Right. It's that's what it's, it's what wrestling it's what wrestling is at its best as opposed to what it often is. Yeah. It is it is a long-form story of of characters of good and evil tr- like clashing and good ultimately triumphing but sometimes evil pulling one out in the short term. Like it is a long to- a long-form story in which everyone is a player and that's what makes it magic right like that's what makes it a magical art form that is frankly unlike anything else that is or ever will be i love this a lot question for you how did he learn to become a ref that's a real good question you know how do you become how do you learn to become a professional wrestling referee I mean, I can tell you the actual answer. Uh, that's what I'm I, looking for. That's what the I want. The actual answer is you is you really should you really you can kind of skip over it, but it's recommended that you go through the same training as all of the other wrestlers so that you can really truly understand and that it makes a lot of sense in a fantasy context as well, especially considering that to be a healer, you have to know the body and what and oh. like the the so like having someone have be trained as a wrestler and having him know, like, well, this is what's going to happen. If 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 I do this, your arm is going to break. And so having somebody that knows, like, okay, he did that. That means the arm is broken, which means I have to do this, this, and this to heal it, makes a lot of sense in terms of, like, he has to be essentially a fully trained wrestler. I, without ever harming another person, is very right. interesting. He has to, like, learn it. He has to learn it and go through as much of it as he can, but, like, has to, you know, pay attention and, like... Because otherwise, there's going to be moments that he doesn't know what's happening. Of course, yeah. So I see Jeff Thundercloud going to, like, the, I don't want to call it amateur night, but I kind of don't know what else to call it. Like, small, what's small wrestling the, called? The indie leagues, yeah, the indies. Yeah. The like, independents. He kind of becomes, like, he goes to an indie training center, like a small gym, and, you know, learns the craft from, like, you know, a local hero type, like a local hometown kind of thing. So he knows, like... The ins and outs from like a small perspective and then works his way up because he's got to do the whole circuit. That movie has to happen where he's he's writing narratives for the indie scene, you know, gets picked up and he's like, oh, but also like, you know, I'm more of a I'm a a healer. You know, so like, you know, and it becomes a valuable thing. And eventually I think this becomes the norm where it's like the referee has to be a healer. Oh, yeah. Because I love this. I love Jeff Thunderclaps. It takes on this whole, it takes on sort of an art form around itself of like, this is what the world, this is what we need because we need something to like, make sure that we're taking care of each other and that we're able to tell the stories we want to tell while sort of 
letting these things, while sort of, you know, telling a story and connecting with the crowd, we want to keep ourselves safe, and it it means that wrestlers can do the thing that they want to for longer and in a healthier way, and so, like, the world is made a better place. He has to keep the, the magic has to remain a secret, mm-hmm. partially because... Uh, if they found out, if the order of healers found out that magic was being used outside of an official capacity, well, there would be problems. But the idea that like this magic and it gives it that sort of secret language feel of like this is the r- ritual you're going to do. We keep it. We keep it in the ring. We keep it in the stadium. We don't address it outside of that. And something that makes me very happy about that note that you just said wraps this up very perfectly because Chapter Thundercloud, Larp Rite of Legend. That's just if you're in the wrestling scene. Yeah. No one knows what Jaft Thundercloud did for wrestling and did for so many people unless you're in the scene, unless you know. And even so, some people just think it's a legend. Some people mm-hmm. just know it's like, oh, I thought, was was that person healing me? I had no, do wrestlers know? Or is it just like... I think so. I think the wrestlers know. I think they have... I think they're in on it. Yeah, but it's just like a super industry it's in, secret. It's in the industry. It's, yeah. it's the secret in the industry. Exactly. Oh, that makes me very happy. He's the kind of person... I mean, every... And every, you know, it, and it's a real life thing that every industry has that person that, you know, once you get into it, you're like, oh, that person, they changed literally everything about what we do. They're the greatest... They're... They, they, the reason that you do what you do is because this person did it once and did it better than anybody. So, like, that kind of... And that's the type of person that outside of which you're like, I have no... You know, you say that name, they're like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Jaft Thundercloud? That sounds made up. And, and everybody in the industry is like, it does. Yeah, that totally... That's, like, the worst wrestler name I've ever heard. Meanwhile, they, like, shed a single tear and, like, look mm-hmm. at the framed picture on the wall of Jaft Thundercloud. <laughs> I love this story. Can we roll on tables? Yes. Which one is going to be the most likely to want to fuck everything? Um, all of them. The answer see. is all of them. All, all of, the answer is all of them. I mean... Insatiable desire for carnal pleasure. Uh, yeah, the answer is going to be just all of them. Um, we've got... Uh, oh, we've got... Uh, let's see. We can make him a woodcutter. Just really kind of throw in the fact that he's also just passionate about carving wood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Jeff Thundercloud, passionate about carpentry. He just loves whittling. Just loves whittling. <laughs> Spends his days whittling. Is it like doctor? God damn. Can I get a... There is a doctor. There is a doctor. Okay. How much does that doctor want to fuck, though? I mean, probably, like, knowing all of these tables, I'm going to say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've... I can leave this in now. Now that last episode we established that, like... Most of like the homebrewed backgrounds have something to do with fucking on a random result. <laughs> Aaron, do we want to roll on what uh, Jaff's specialization was around when when he was a healer? Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about like cleric healer clothy shit. All right, well, give me a d six. All right. Um, this is what are we having for dinner? D six. We're having tacos tonight. It's a two. Uh, he was an apothecary. Oh, what's that mean? Uh, it knows which herbs can soothe the fever and which oils can prevent the pox. He's learned about, like, he's learned, you know, toxins and poisons and potion brewing. I love this. Oh, I see, uh, feature medical. You have a reputation as a healer of the sick and are often called upon by those who are diseased or injured. Mm-hmm. I dig this. I mean, it makes perfect sense with what we said originally, where his, like, specialization is that, but it doesn't mean that's all he would ever do. 
You know, yeah. his life, I think he's dedicated himself that nothing like Maximilian will ever happen again. When an entire town, you know, resides on the shoulders of one child and an entire town is bedridden, you know, until a healer rolls up into town. Um, so this is someone who, if they're an apothecary, like, also, if you're making potions and stuff, that means the ringside things, like, uh, I don't know if they have, like, water bottles, and they don't have water bottles, like, in boxing, but if, like, that means that they can hide things, even when they're, like, off the stage, you know, if they ever take a yeah. sip of water, you know, or, like, you know how Stone Cold used to crush the beer cans and pour them on yeah. his face? That would be, like, fucking <laughs> 10d10 healing. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's things hidden all over the ring that the apothecary of uh, Jeff Thundercloud has hidden in just in case things go awry to heal themselves. Like, you know, yeah, sounds great. There's that table is actually covered in an herbal dust that if you get smashed through it, you'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. Give me a D8 for personality trait. All right. Also passionate about mixology. Love whipping up cocktails. Oh, I love just that. Not, not, not like a you know, no, no story to it. Just enjoys, just enjoys the act of making of making a delicious mojito at the party. Jaft Thundercloud is very much the one who's like, oh, I brought the whole kit. I brought shakers. I brought strainers. I brought a muddler. You're like Jaft. Jaft is a fun guy. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with Jaft Thundercloud. Glow in the dark. D eight is a five. I talk down to others when speaking on a field I believe myself to be knowledgeable in. Stop. Just a little bit snotty. A little bit snotty sometimes. Just a little bit snotty. I mean, it's okay. He does know better than a lot of people about this. Because I think there would be a lot of people in wrestling to be like, you just need a massage. Mm-hmm. You know, because keep in mind, we said this is, the first, this is the first person to be like, we need healers. People are beating the shit out of each other. That means that there, there may have been folks who are like, Oh, are you all fucked up from that last battle? Yeah, my leg, it's it's really hurting. All right, well, oh, people might sub, might have been selling, like, snake oil and, like, fake supplements. And, like, there might have been a whole world around that before Jeff Thundercloud got involved. Yeah. So he shows up and he's like, hey, shithead, no, get out of here. A massage? A massage? Your leg is, his leg is broken. Let me, hold on. And it's healed, you know? So I think it's a whole industry of fake medicine that he mm-hmm. has to kind of like dispel away. And like age old practices where these wrestlers would be like, I just need to soak in an ice bath. It's like, no, you don't. You need a splint. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. comes off as like very, it comes off as very snobby, but it's because he does know best. And it's kind of like, uh, like a mama bird type thing. Where he's like, no, 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 like, stop, 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 get your hand off that. I know what I'm doing. Hold on, let me take care yeah. of you. Jesus Christ. You're gonna hurt yourself. I love that. Give me a D6 for a, uh, an ideal. Animal D6, go. Three, Frog. Loyalty. It is my duty to treat those to whom I have sworn allegiance. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any wrestler, no matter how big of a douche you are, on or off the ring, even if there's drama, you know, it doesn't matter. The oath still stands. You know, even if the narrative, even if he's killed off characters, he's like, still got to heal you. Yep. Love it. Give me a D6 for a bond. Two, fish. I give my aid to those who protect my country and my ruler. Hmm. He is specifically healing wrestlers and people connected with wrestling. So it's it's his, mm. he doesn't step outside of his expert. He knows his expertise and he doesn't step outside of that. I dig that because a lot of people are probably like Jaffed, like the other wrestlers are like, thanks, man. But like. You know, you could be out there, like, adventuring, and it's like, but there's people here who need me. Yeah, you people need here me. need me. Who would fix you up if I wasn't here? 
You know, and they're like, yeah. wow, you're right, Chaft. Damn. And then he honks a clown nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me a D6 for a flaw. All right, switching it up. Ooh. All of them are sucker for a pretty face, just so you know. All right, one mushroom. That's what we're having on pizza. Sucker for a pretty face. Is it really? Well, okay, no. so Jeff no. Thundercloud. <laughs> <laughs> one is I took the vow not realizing its full implications. Ooh, I like that initially. Rushed in, rushed in to be a, rushed in to be a hero, and said and said, and then found out it was like, and found out like that it was just it wasn't right for it wasn't right for him. Absolutely, right? like it wasn't it wasn't the right fit. Oh, I dig that. That like I, I think it was too hard for him. You know, yeah. like meant like you know to go around traveling from place to place, being like tasked to like lift the burden off of like tremendous of tremendous weights, like that can be very very hard. And I think he's like, oh, I didn't know it was. Th- I didn't. I don't think he wanted to become the healer that came to his town as a child. No, he wanted to help. He wanted to do what he did as a kid. You know, lifting people up with stories and making people happy, but he didn't know, like, how lonely the road was, as you would often say about these characters, where you're just, like, going from town to town. It's, like, lonely, and, you know, it's probably quite strenuous. And so, finally, he's been wandering around, wandering around, finds this wounded wrestler, like, in a wood, and he's, that's, that's what really kicked it off, where he's like, oh, there's more people like you that are hurt? Okay, bring me to him. And that's when he found the indie gym. Yeah. Damn, I like this a lot. I love this fucking story. It's a good story. God. I think that's a wrap. Wait, that's the flaw? Yeah. Flaw is I took the vow without realizing its full implication. Do you think that bothers him a little bit that he's not? Do you think a little piece of him tugs where I could be on the road or no? I think that his life is in danger. Like, I think that probably tugs at him. Yeah. He's constantly, like, looking out the window, peering if there's, like, a car idling outside his apartment. They don't like. They don't like that you that you left. They don't like that he left, and yeah. he's gotta he's gotta kinda be aware of that. Yeah, and I mean for the if, rest of his days. And if any of the wrestlers ever squealed, I mean he'd be fucked. Yeah, they'd take his license away or just break his thumbs. Break his thumbs. All right, break his thumbs. Real specifically, real specifically breaking thumbs. Ah! All right. So is that a wrap? That's a a wrap. wrap on Jaft Thundercloud. That's Damn, that was a good one. Um, thank you so much. Hold on. Let me get this fucking Discord name. It's a mess. Thank you so much, Foxter Foley, for your prompt. Uh, Foxter Foley used our prompt submission channel in our Discord, which is accessible on our website. You can, uh, If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are about a thousand easy ways to do it. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can go to allmyfantasychildren.com. You can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash AMFC Discord. Or, I don't know, you can, like, tell us in person, probably, and then if you we remember You can find it, us in real life. I've, I've ran out of them, but, like, I'm sure there are other ways you could probably track us down. Like, you I know? was very excited. You were just killing it. I wanted to give you, like, a, oh, my God. Like, a, what's that, JR? Is mm-hmm. that wrestler announcer's yeah. name? Oh, my God. He is burning through our prompt submissions. Oh, my God, he's dead. That man had a family. <laughs> he sliced him in half. Oh, God, if you'd have never listened to these this guy JR announce wrestling, YouTube, it's the greatest joy you will ever have. Like, the Undertaker killed him. He's actually dead. Ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't have a pulse. This human being has been murdered on HBO. Now, now true story about that. Uh, uh, 
actually there are instances in which he does not know like they're like the way that commentary worked especially in the attitude era was there were two commentators usually there might have been third guests but there were usually a two-person anchor team one of whom would know the story in advance and the other one wouldn't so a lot of times when you hear jr really like screaming it's because he didn't know what was happening especially most famously when mick foley was thrown off of the top of hell in a cell and went through a table and just about died like, he was not told in advance that Mick Foley was going to throw himself off of the roof of the cell. So when you hear him screaming, God, he's dead! He's dead! Oh, God! He is thinking, oh, God, that man just fell about 15 to 20 feet through a table. Oh, my God. I am fucking shook. Wow. That's how, that's how you get really, that's, how, that's one of the ways you get really effective commentaries. You, is they wanted to preserve the surprise, so they said make sure that that one person is reacting as though they have no idea what's about to happen. I mean, that's the same formula we use. Yeah. Every episode is completely written out, yes. and then one of us just springs it on the other one, and that's why you have so many good reactions of us being like, that's really good, or oh, shit. It's because the other one, they wrote, this. Is, I'm just reading off a script right now. Yep. We're in an open Google Doc. Uh, Jeff says something now. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Jeff talks I, now. Uh, no, what? Uh, I blanked. I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> Jeff, it says Jeff talks now. Huh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Jeff has a second podcast that you should be listening to. I sure do. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. You can find new episodes at partyofonepodcast.com. Yeah, do it. Uh, that website's very good, by the way. I was Thank just you. browsing through it yesterday. It looks real good. Thank you. Um, I want to read an iTunes review, but iTunes, of course, is so good and quick to open. I mean, I got it. We got a few. We got a few iTunes reviews in the last week. Yeah. So we're going to start doing this thing where we're going to continue to read cool iTunes reviews that we've been getting because we need more. If you heard this episode, just go to iTunes. Give us a review. Don't you want more people to get to know the joy of AMFC? Uh, I'm Aaron J on iTunes. Says, they are gods. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank and you. then says, I didn't review this yet? What a dumb mistake. The show rules. Listen to it constantly. It'll make you healthier. It'll clean up your skin. It'll make you a winner. You won't lose. You'll win. See? What a wrestling fucking thing. Water your crops and review our show. It will water your crops. All My Fantasy Children is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. It sure if is. If you like LARP rights like uh, Jaft Thundercloud, then you'll love the podcast Backstory. It's very good. Backstory is a cozy, thoughtful interview show featuring the most fascinating folks in role-playing. Join host Alex Roberts as she gets to know game designers, LARP rights, scholars, community organizers, and more. From emerging artists to seasoned veterans, guests open up about their creative process, what keeps them engaged, and their visions for the future of role-playing. That's one of my favorite podcasts. Like, I, yeah. like it is genuinely a must-listen for me, and, and I think the interview that I did on Backstory is one of the best interviews that I've done, not least of which because we talk for a very long time about uh, a LARP that I wrote uh, for a restaurant that will not be named because they, no. it is, we're coming up on a year, Aaron. I, I actually have, uh, criminals, I'm criminals. I'm going to tease it out right now, but, uh, I have a plan for a one day special event coming up on August 10th, which is the one year anniversary of the announce of the, the release of the Olive Garden LARP. Yeah. Um, teasing this out a little bit, more information will come in the weeks to come, but I'm saying it on mic, so I have to follow through with it. Uh, there's going to be a big, there's going to be some big to-dos on, uh, August 10th. There's going to be a, 
like a special. We're gonna do we're gonna do something fun and special and weird on Twitter. So keep your eyes out on on Twitter on podcasts and uh, get ready to to do something really special on August tenth. We'll help break the internet by like spreading the word what happens. So Olive Garden can't help but notice you. It's gonna be great. They need it at this point. It's that restaurant's be fucking it's Saturday, trash. It's a Saturday. You're gonna have a. You're, I I can't. Aaron, I can't have trashing the Olive Garden on record. They will. <laughs> Olive Garden is a delicious Italian themed restaurant. When you're here, you're family, Aaron. It's when true. you're there, you're family. When you're there, you're family eating pasta from a bag. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just know that on Saturday, August 10th, everybody, bring your bring your creative muscles, because we're all going to make some art together. Fucking, that's amazing. Oh, verbal hug this week. Um, what do you got? Yeah, I have one. Um, the, the stress to grind and the stress to, like, make shit and turn all your hobbies into monetized things, and if you have free time, you should probably be using them to work on a project, because otherwise it's time wasted, and then you get in this whole cyclical guilt mindset when you're doing things you enjoy. Fuck that in the face. I'm trying to get rid of that from my life, and when I have time before I go to work at fucking night... I'm not always going to be like, what well, can I be doing a grind? How can I write music for the show or write this or write that? I need to start taking better care of myself in terms of um, taking time to replenish and enjoy my day, especially if it's a work day. Um, and I encourage you to do the same. Yesterday, I had like three fucking hours that I was like set aside to be like, and I'm going to catch up and all the work or just do some cool writing or something. I didn't do shit. I sat by a fountain and played Fire Emblem on my 3DS. And then I walked right into work. I had a great night of work, came home, stayed up, still didn't do any work, just played Diablo. It was lit. I encourage you to consider the, the effects that work takes on you, like an occupation, and not try to go, well, I need to be working. And any time that I'm not at survival job or just my job, I should be working on projects so I don't have to work at survival job. Take time for yourself. Fucking enjoy things. You know, time on earth is listen to fucking Jeff Thundercloud. Time on earth is short. We cannot get time back. Make the best of it. And do not feel guilty about making yourself fucking happy and doing dope shit. Yeah, I think it's Damn. perfect. Fuck. Cosigned. Uh, yeah. Um, review our goddamn show on iTunes <laughs> and, um, and buy our yeah, t-shirt and buy, oh, we have a t-shirt at the one shot store on a T public. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we have another one in the works. Do we? This is yeah, news, we do. This it's going to have me. I know. Surprise motherfucker. Yeah. It's going to have our, uh, it's going to be like the title of the show, but buy our Ansel mind freak shirt and the one shot store at T public. It's fucking dope. It's made by ink oculi. Go back to their Patreon and give them commission money. Yeah. Um, anything that's else? It. I think yeah. that's it. So until next time, good, good night, night and good, good game. game.